Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is exposing toxic and dysfunctional parents. Yes, that is our topic for today's podcast. Now, before we continue, I just want to make sure that I acknowledge the great job that the healthy parents are doing. Now, raising children is definitely one of the most difficult jobs that anybody can do. I'm going to repeat this. Raising children, being a parent, is one of the most difficult jobs in the world. So I really commend and honor all the parents who have taken this job so seriously that they have did their best in raising their children. They gave them the love, the nurturing, the kindness, the compassion, the empathy, and they're able to guide their children, teach them and protect them. It takes a lot of work to be a good parent. Now, a lot of us are not born into families that teach us how to parent in a healthy way. Obviously, the way that we learn how to be parents, the majority of the time, is by how we were parented. If we were raised by healthy parents, most likely we're going to grow up to be healthy parents ourselves. If we were raised by dysfunctional and toxic parents, most likely we're going to follow their footsteps. Now, if we were abused, we were raised in an abusive household, definitely, most likely, we're going to either abuse our children or we're going to tolerate abuse from other people. We're going to abuse our children or we're going to tolerate abuse from other people. That is just the facts, right? So parenting is definitely a learned behavior. This is not something that we are born with. This is not something that we automatically instinctively know. This is something that we learn. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know that they are toxic or dysfunctional in their parenting style. They assume because they're not committing extreme abuse, such as physical abuse or sexual abuse, they automatically assume that they're okay, that they're healthy, that this is just normal because this is how they were raised. And a lot of parents will tell you, I never abused my child. I never did this. I never did that. And one of the things that they will cite, you know, they'll, they'll cite some extreme cases. I never sold my child into human trafficking. I never forced my child to work as a child laborer. I never made my child participate in a drug trade. I never trade my child for drugs. These are extreme cases. I never forced my child to work as a child prostitute. My child was never a child bride, all right? Now, they will cite these extreme cases to try to prove that they're good parents because they didn't engage in these extreme type of abuse, all right? So that's the reason why they think that they're great. They're wonderful. Now, there are many behaviors that are toxic and dysfunctional that may not show in an abusive way. 
What I'm saying is that a person may be toxic and dysfunctional and it's not classified as one of the types of abuse. A person may not be able to identify it. They might, they may not be able to say, oh, this is a, a, an emotional abuse. They may not say this is a mental abuse. They may not say this is a verbal abuse. They may not say this is neglect and abandonment because they may not know these terms. Most people are only aware of physical abuse and sexual abuse. And obviously, verbally, if somebody is cussing somebody out and putting them down, but the majority of people are really not aware of all the emotional and mental abusive behaviors they are. They're totally naive about that. They're very ignorant of that fact. So a lot of people who are toxic and dysfunctional will primarily focus on emotionally abusing and mentally abusing their children. And they don't even know they're being abusive. They have no idea that they're being abusive. They think it's normal. Some of the things that they do, they think it's just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's go ahead on and talk about some of these toxic and dysfunctional behaviors that a lot of parents engage in and they have no idea that they're being abusive. They have no idea that they're not really helping their children. They're actually causing them a lot of harm. They are traumatizing them and that will lead to other problems that we're going to talk about. So let's just go ahead on and get started because we have a lot of information to cover. Now, the first thing, which may be obvious to some people, and it may not be obvious to others. Now, neglect and abandonment. A lot of people think that for you to neglect and abandon your child, you literally have to just get up and just leave and never come back. All right. But that's not the case. Let's find out how a lot of parents end up abandoning their children and neglecting them. And sometimes they have some real legitimate reasons. Now, the minute that you walk away from your child, you leave them for someone else to take care of them. That child don't know you. You walk away. You're leaving your parental responsibilities for somebody else to do. You're leaving them with grandparents, with neighbors, friends. You're not leaving them with someone who's responsible, someone that's going to make sure that they're okay. Now, the minute that you walk away, all right, that person did not agree to watch this child for you for three months and five months. You just say, I'll be right back and you left. All right, you left. So let's break down some of the behaviors that constitute neglect and abandonment. All right, now we're going to focus on people who neglect and abandon their children for selfish purposes. We're not talking about a person that just leave the child and disappear and never come back. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about people who choose for different reasons for them to just walk away. Now, intimate partner, all right? Some people will abandon their children or neglect their children because that child is interfering with their intimate relationship. They will literally take their child out of the home and bring them to their parents' house, drop them off at relatives or friends, or even put them up for adoption because they are in a romantic relationship 
and their partner doesn't want that child around. This is something that we need to stop and think about. Now that is the ultimate neglect and abandonment. The only reason why you are abandoning your child is because your partner, whether it be a husband or a wife, they don't want your child around. And you don't want that child around because that child is creating a problem for you. Maybe that child is requiring you to be a parent, which is absolutely normal. You have to feed and clothe and bathe and give that child attention, do homework. Some people, because they're so selfish, they think that that is too much. That will interfere with their intimate relationship. So they don't want that child around. We, we have this happen all the time. You see grandparents raising children and we automatically assume that the parent, you know, something bad happened to the, the parent. Maybe the parent is a drug addict. Maybe the parent, you know, has mental health problems. Maybe the, the parent is in the military or they're away. Sometimes we just assume that there's a legitimate reason why that child is with the grandparents or with the cousins or other relatives or best friend. And then we'll find out that that child is simply abandoned because that parent, they don't want to take responsibility for the child because it's creating a problem and interference with their intimate relationship. And so the other parent may not be in the picture. They don't want to bring the child to the other parent. The other parent may not be responsible as well. So that child have nowhere to go but to a relative or, you know, a friend or into foster care because the other parent went missing, MIA, missing in action. So you have two selfish parents, one already left. And then the one who's trying to raise the child, they get tired because they want to have their own time and their own space and their own freedom to do what they want to do in their relationship. So they decide that they're going to walk away as well. Now, a lot of people, children interfere with their lifestyle. They want to live a childless and responsibility free life. I'm going to say it again. They want to live a childless, childless life. Have you ever seen parents who have children and they act like they don't have no children? They act like they have no children at all. They're totally irresponsible. They still want to go to the clubs. They still want to focus on partying, having fun. They're going on long extended vacations. They go on vacation for a whole month. Okay, while you're on vacation for a whole month, who's watching your child? When you're traveling around the world, you're a tourist. Who's watching your child? When you're club hopping, going from one club to the next club, partying and drinking and, and having a good time, who's watching your children? Even if that child is with the other biological parent, that child still can be abandoned and neglected by the other parent. This is something that a lot of people don't think about. A lot of children are being abandoned and neglected. Their parents are not choosing to spend the time they need to, to in order to invest in that child's life. Whether it's going to be to make sure that they're biologically okay, they're physically okay, they're medically okay, they're, you know, they have their education, 
their recreation. It's very important to invest your time into your child because that's part of being a parent. Right? Now, another reason why a lot of people tend to abandon their, their children and they don't really want to talk about it because it seems that it's a good cause. You have a lot of mothers and fathers who abandon or neglect their children because they choose to go back to school. Now, this is a very sensitive subject because a lot of single mothers feel like I have to go back to school because that's the only way that I'm going to make money in order for me to provide a home for my children. Now, we can't say they're wrong. I mean, that's a good motive. But in the meantime, while you're going to school, who is watching your child? If you have more than one, who's taking care of your children? You're taking five classes and you're at school all the time. You're in the library studying. You're doing research papers. Now, who's watching your children? Now, that can be a form of abandonment and neglect. You're busy doing your thing to get your degree, to get your education, which is a great thing, but you have to provide your child with attention, time, love, nurturing, and guidance. You cannot make your education the top priority if you have children. The education is a second priority, a third priority, a fourth priority. The number one priority that you have as a parent is your child. If you didn't get a chance to finish school, I'm not saying don't finish school, but you have to make sure that you make time for your children or your child if you are in school. And this is a legitimate reason. So a lot of people tend to get away with that. Yeah, you graduate, you got your degree, but you lose your children. Your children feel neglected. They feel abandoned. Your children feel like you don't care. You don't know your child. That five years you spent in school totally neglecting your child, who was there for them? Somebody else? It wasn't you. And now you graduated, you got your degree, you got your good job, but you lost your child. So it's very important that you learn how to balance it. You got to balance it. You got to spend time at school and you got to spend time with your child. You got to take care of your needs and you got to make sure that you take care of your child's need. All right. Continuing. A lot of people abandon their children going to the military. All right. Now, a child don't understand that my mom and my dad had to go to the military. They don't understand that. They just know that mommy is not here. They know that daddy's not here. That's all they know. All right. So, yeah, it's a good cause. You want to go to the military. You want to serve your country. All right. But if you have children, who's watching your child? When you deployed, who's watching your child? When you go away for six months to a year and you leaving that child with your mother, with your godmother, with your sister, with your cousin, with your next door neighbor, you don't know what's going on with your child. That is called neglect and abandonment. So if you have a child, maybe going into the military may not be the best thing for you. May not be the best thing for you because then you keep relocating every year, every two years. One minute you're in this state, the next minute you're in another state. One minute you're in this country, the next minute you're in another country. So it's very important that we understand that 
These things have consequences. The child is not able to establish firm roots. They're not able to be part of a community. Go to a, a elementary with friends, then go to middle school with the same friends, then go to high school with the same friends. They don't have people that they can connect with because every time they keep moving around. So going to the military and, and abandoning and neglecting your children is not a good thing. A lot of people don't see it as neglect or abandonment. They just see it as that's just a way of life. All right. But that's definitely a hardship on the children. That's a hardship. Right. Another way of neglecting and abandoning your children is leaving them unsupervised for long periods of time. Children need adult supervision. Children need adult supervision. You have a lot of parents who abandon their children. The children spend nine, ten hours a day unsupervised. A lot of parents have to go to work. They don't have a babysitter. They don't have relatives and families. They don't have anybody. So they end up just dropping that child somewhere or leaving the child in the home. They leave food for the child. They leave instructions what to do and what not to do. And they disappear because they have to go to work. Now, I'm not I'm not condemning these parents, but I'm letting you all know, even if the child is of age, they can stay in the house by themselves. The fact that you're leaving them for such a long period of time, that can constitute a form of neglect. That child still needs adult supervision, even if they're in their home by themselves. A lot of parents, you know, they don't worry. Oh, he's in the house by himself. He can't get into no trouble. A child can get into a lot of things in a home when they're not supervised. They can start watching pornography. They could go online and they could be exposed to different sexual predators. They could start getting into drugs and alcohol. If you have alcohol and drugs in the home, that child can start experimenting. That child could be sneaking out the house and you assume that they're home and they're not. That child could suffer from a serious depression. You don't know you're not around. That child can have all type of emotional and mental health problems because you're not there to supervise them. You don't know what's going on with your own child. That child could be online joining different types of extreme groups, whether it be hate groups, whether it be sexual fetish groups, any type of group, violence, you know, that groups that promote violence, gangs, you don't know what your child is doing because that child is left unsupervised for hours. Some people the whole day are 24 hours. A child is by themselves. That constitute abuse. It is called neglect. Now, allowing others to parent your child because it's convenient. If you allow other people to parent your child because you don't want to be a parent, that is a form of neglect. You have parents who are right there and they just let their children do whatever. That child is running around, you know, just doing all kind of crazy stuff, ripping stuff, destroying stuff, and they don't say nothing. It takes another parent to tell that child to stop. And, you know, they just won't do anything about it because they don't want to be a parent. So they want to put that responsibility on someone else. That is neglect. Some of these parents even send their children to boarding school. 
A lot of people just think that it's a great idea to send your child to a boarding school. Now, a lot of people can't afford to send their children to boarding school, but the people who can, that could be considered a form of neglect. Because when that child really needs you, they really need your attention, they need your love, they need your guidance, they need your support, you're not there. Because they are in a school, they are being supervised by teachers and other professionals. They're not being taught by the parent. Some parents, you know, they just give the nanny full responsibility over their children. They don't do anything for that child. That child is being taken care of by paid help. That is not their mother or their father. And they don't see anything wrong with it. That child is not given the love. They're not allowed to connect or bond <clears throat> with their parents, whether it be the father or the mother. Sometimes they send them to summer camp. During the summer, just send them away. If it's just for the summer, maybe it's not necessarily neglect because it's only for the summer. But imagine if you neglect your child throughout the whole school year. And the summer basically is the only time where you can really bond and connect and make some memories. Go places with the child, take the child on vacation and, you know, just spend quality time. But the parents don't want to do that. So they ship them off to summer camps. Because they don't want to spend time with their children. This can constitute a form of neglect. It's not abandonment, but it's definitely a form of neglect. It's very important that we understand. So a lot of people don't think that they're abusing their children when they abandon them and neglect them. They don't see it as a problem. They would never consider it to be a form of neglect or abandonment. But it is. If you're choosing not to spend quality time with your child, you're choosing not to supervise your child, you're choosing not to engage in healthy activities with your children, you're choosing to act like you don't have a child, then that is a form of neglect and abandonment. All right, let's continue. Failure to protect. That is something that a lot of parents do. One of the main jobs as a parent is to protect your children. That is the main, one of the top main job you have to care for and protect your children. That is your duty and role and obligation as a parent. You're obligated by law to protect your children. It is your job. But we have a lot of people. They fail to protect their children. Let's talk about some of the ways that they fail to protect their children. Now, obviously, if you neglect and abandon your child, that is a form of failure to protect because you're not physically there to know what's happening to your child. You don't know if that environment is safe for your child. You don't know if your child is going to encounter anyone that may cause them harm. You don't know if your child may engage in activities. Maybe they're playing with fire. Maybe they're using toxic chemicals or deadly chemicals. You don't know what they're doing. A lot of children who are left unattended, sometimes they start fires. And some of these children, children end up dying because of the fires that they start. Sometimes these children would play with guns and other weapons that the parents have in the house. That is failure to protect. 
you fail to protect your child. You don't know what's going on in the household. Children are playing and you're not supervising to find out what they're playing with, what type of games they're playing. What are they doing? You're so busy watching television. You're so busy talking on the phone, on the computer. So busy chit-chatting with everybody that you totally neglect to protect your child. Right? That is definitely a form of neglect. When you neglect your child, it is definitely failing to protect them. Let's continue. Now, failing to protect includes tolerating other people abusing your child. A lot of people physically, emotionally, mentally, they may not abuse their children, but they do tolerate abuse from other people, whether it's their grandparents that they're allowing to abuse their children, other family, relatives, friends, neighbors, teachers, coaches, pastors, people from different organizations that the child come into contact with, you tolerating that person abusing your child. Sometimes it's verbal abuse. You allow people to talk to your children any kind of way, talk down to them, disrespect them, put them down, use profanity, call them names, scream and yell at them, and you don't do nothing because you do the same thing. And sometimes you may not, but you tolerate other people, whether you're tolerating another parent or you're tolerating your intimate partners. They come into your life and they can talk to your children any kind of way. Just because you want that relationship, you don't want to tell them, no, don't speak to my child that way. And before you even get in a relationship, you need to firmly establish the boundaries. When that other partner or your intimate partner or whether it's biological, when they come into your life, if they weren't in your life, you need to clearly have this discussion that I have a child and I have certain standards. You cannot come around my child if you're going to be cussing and screaming all day. You can't come around my child if you're going to be using drugs and alcohol. You can't come around my child if you're going to be using profanity. You can't come around my child if you're going to engage in pornography and inappropriate sexual behaviors. You can't do that in front of my child. It's important that you set these clear boundaries. So when that person comes around your child, whether they're the biological parent or not, whether they're family, whether they're friends or lovers, they know exactly what's expected. And if they violate these rules, then you're going to have to let them deal with the consequences. But you have to have a zero tolerance. Okay? Now, if you refuse to protect or save your child from a bad situation, then it is called failure to protect. It's called failure to protect. Now, a lot of parents are so passive that they let their children do whatever they want. That is a form of failure to protect. Now, some children want to do things that are not in their best interest. They want to play with matches. They want to touch a burning stove. They want to drink certain chemicals. They want to go on top of the roof and jump down. Sometimes children will choose to do things that are totally inappropriate. Things that are dangerous. Things that are unhealthy, things that are harmful 
as a parent, it is our job to protect our children from themselves. Obviously, they're children. They don't know right from wrong. Depends on the age. That's why we have to be their guide and their protector. Parents are responsible for protecting their children. That is just one of the jobs that we have as parents. And one of the top jobs that we have is to protect. We provide and protect. We provide our children basic necessities, their emotional needs, their mental needs. Everything they need to be healthy, we provide. And we also protect them from harm. And sometimes that harm could be from themselves. And that's the reason why children need adult supervision. You got to be careful who you allow around your children. Just because that's your parents doesn't mean that these people are safe. That's your friends. It doesn't mean they're safe. That's their grandparents. It doesn't mean that they're safe around these people. You have to be very careful as a parent who you allow into your children's life. A lot of children are sexually molested because parents fail to protect them. A lot of children get into a lot of physical accidents. They fall and break legs and all type of severe injuries, even die. A lot of parents allow their children to go into running water, whether it be in the bathtub. A lot of children dr drown in their bathtubs. Please, parents, don't put your small child in the tub and go cook and go outside and go take a ride. Okay? That is one of the most dangerous spots in the house, the bathroom, the bathroom in the kitchen. A lot of accidents are happening in the bathroom in the kitchen. A lot of children are drowning in their bathtub because they are unsupervised. You cannot put a one-year-old in the bathtub and say you'll be right back. That is deadly. That is deadly. A lot of children die. You can't put a child in a small little pool and, and, and go inside and go check on somebody. You can't do that. A child needs to be constantly supervised around water. That is very serious. A lot of children are drowning in pools that are not properly fenced to protect these children. So it's very important that we understand as parents, we have to play that role 24 hours a day. We can't fail to protect. That few minutes that we fail to protect, we can cost that child their life or their health, or they can have permanent disability that they can never recover from. So it's very important that we understand we have to protect our children. All right. Now, another thing is that we cannot give in to our children's demand all the time. A lot of parents feel like they cannot say no to their children. As a parent, it is your duty to screen out what a child is requesting. If it's something that is necessary, if it's something that is reasonable, if it's something that they need, you cannot give in to your child's demand. Who's the child and who's the parent? A lot of people act like they're the child and, the, and their children are the parents. They are being told what to do. They don't have the sense, the common sense, or they don't have the, the confidence and they don't have the knowledge for them to say no. You are the child. I am the parent. And if you're going to ask me for something that is going to put you in harm's way, then no, I'm not going to do it. 
You asking me to drive and you're only seven years old? I'm not going to do it. You don't have no business driving a car at seven years old. Depends on the country that you live in. It's illegal. It's illegal. Depends on the, the state that you live in, the United States, it could be illegal and dangerous. You see people letting their children drive and the child don't know what they're doing. That's deadly. We see people allow their children to pick up sharp items that could be considered a weapon. And they're playing around with it as if it's no big deal. And these children can get injured from these things, especially a scissor. You see children putting things in their mouths that can choke. They can choke from these things. And these parents are totally negligent. They just ignore the child like it's no big deal. We see children playing with fire, touching things. They're hot and they can get severely burned. And the parents just ignore it. We see children wanting to eat certain food that they may be allergic to. And the parents know that and they let them eat it. And then they have to take them to the emergency room. That is failure to protect. Failure to protect. Some parents, their children want to put on a certain clothes. And they know it's inappropriate. Your 13-year-old don't need to be wearing a thong. Your 13-year-old don't need to be wearing sexually provocative clothes. You can say no. No, I'm not buying that for you. Why are you exposing yourself to that? Why? That child don't understand. So as a parent, you have to be the one to make sure that that child doesn't do anything to sexually objectify themselves. They don't know anything about being sexually objectified. The parents know that it's inappropriate for a girl to be wearing certain type of sexually provocative clothing. The child don't know no better. They see it on TV. They like it. It look good. They want to do it. But the parents have to be the one with the reasonable mind. With the maturity and the intelligence to tell that child, no, I am not allowing you to dress that way just because everybody in your school is dressing that way. Everybody on social media is dressing. No. You have to be the one to tell your children, no, you're not hanging out with certain people. I am not allowing you to go hang out with people who are using drugs, engaging in alcohol and certain uh, sexually per promiscuous behavior as a parent you have to screen your children's friends you have to do that you you're not supposed to be trying to be their friend you're supposed to be their parent your number one priority is to keep them safe it is your duty to protect them so if you're not doing that you will be charged with failure to protect why are you letting your 10 year old hang around a bunch of older boys and you know these boys are engaging in sexual activity. Why would you do that? Now she comes up pregnant. It's your fault. It's failure to protect. You fail to protect your child. If your child is being influenced by adults. You have adults who are trying to groom your child. Because they want to sexually manipulate them. They want to prepare them so when they get to be 18, they can have them available. They start grooming them, telling them it's okay to do certain things. You have to be there supervising to see what's going on. Your child is interested in one person and that person is bringing them candy or bringing them gifts or giving them expensive things. You got to watch it. You got to say, wait a minute. Why is this person taking interest in my child and giving them gifts and wanting to be with them alone and, you know, trying to make them feel special? 
usually they're being groomed. And this is what's happening in our schools right now. A lot of the teachers are grooming the children sexually so they can molest them. And I'm not saying all teachers, obviously we have some great teachers and they're going to do their job and they're going to be professional. They're not going to harm the children, but we do have some predators that work with children, whether they're teachers, whether they're counselors, whether they're doctors, whether they're coaches, they're there. And it is your job as a parent to protect your child, protect your child. Now it is your job as a parent. Now we have this transgender movement. They're telling the children that you can be a boy today and you can be a girl tomorrow. As a parent, it is your job to teach your children the facts. It is not the responsibility of the school. It is not their job to tell your child whether they're a boy or girl. It is your job as a parent. It is your job as a parent to let your child know that they were born biological male. They're going to be a man one day. They're a boy that's going to grow into a man. Who is going to grow into a man? If they're born biological female, they're going to be a girl and grow up to be a woman. It is your job as a parent to teach your child the biological facts. Okay? If you allow the teachers in the schools to groom that child and give them false information give them misleading information, allow them to be deceived by these teachers, then it is your job. It is you. You're the one that failed to protect your children because you didn't give them the right information. And the problem is right now, a lot of parents are confused. So how can you teach your child the right way when you don't even know the right way yourself? If you're confused about your sexuality, you're confused about your biological identity, your biological identity as a male or female. If you're confused, how are you going to teach your child? That's something that we really got to think about. Now, if you want to do what you want to do as a single individual with no children, that is your choice. But when you have a child, that changes everything. When you're a parent, you cannot just casually just tell that child you can do what you want to do because There are consequences, serious consequences for the behaviors. We got to think about the consequences of the behaviors. We're not just talking about short term. We're talking also long term. We have a lot of parents who are very negligent when it comes to teaching their children. They fail to protect them. Because we do have a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies, a lot of deception, a lot of propaganda that's being promoted out there telling these little children that they could change their gender. Biologically, it is impossible for anyone to change their gender. They cannot do that. Biologically, it's impossible. If you are a biological male, you will never, ever change into a biological female. It's impossible. Because the body that you're born with, your chromosomes are already registered as a male. Your hormones, your physiological body, your body size and shape, your skeleton, all that is already registered as a male. Your height, your weight, your muscle mass, your hormones, everything in your body, your brain, your liver, your lungs, your organs, they are all registered as a male. And you cannot biologically change that fact. 
You can't change it. You can take all the hormones you want in the world, but you cannot change that. And the minute you stop taking those hormones, your hormones by default as a biological male will start producing the characteristics of a biological male. That will never change. The same thing if you're a female. You can do all the surgery in the world. You can take all the hormones, but you were born with the uterus. You were born with sexual organs if you are a biological female. You were born with that. And no matter what you do, you could chop off this, chop off your breasts, but you can't get rid of your hormones. Chop off your breasts. Get rid of your ovaries. Get rid of your uterus. Everything in your body's already registered as a biological female. You cannot change that. Right? So we need to get educated so we could teach our children what is right and what is wrong. We have these people who are miseducating our children and because of our ignorance, we allow them to tell these children these lies. And these children get confused and they want to become something that they can't become. It's impossible. And these children are agreeing to do things that they're not mentally mature enough or emotionally mature enough to know what's happening. So we have to protect our children from lies. We have to protect our children from propaganda. We have to protect our children from being manipulated. And a lot of people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear the truth. But a lot of children are going to get caught up in this mess. And they're going to have a lot of problems. And as we speak right now, a lot of children who think or were led to believe that they could change, they're realizing that was a lie. Because if you have to change, then that's not what you need to be doing. Because if you are something, you're going to be born that way. You're going to be born that way. If that's what you are, you're going to be born that way. You don't have to go take no hormones. You don't have to perform no surgery. You don't have to do no cosmetic work. You could just stay as you are and be that. So why is it that you have to go change? And then you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be this. No, you cannot change what you already are. Right. So that's definitely one of the areas where we're having a lot of problems these days because a lot of children are confused and they're looking up to their parents to guide them, to teach them, to show them the way. But a lot of parents want to be politically correct. They want to be socially acceptable. They want to be part of the Me Too movement. I'm hip, I'm down, I'm, 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 you know, I'm part of the crowd, I'm part of the, I'm part of the movement. And all that is based on lies, deception, manipulation. And nobody wants to think for themselves. So definitely this is one area that a lot of parents are failing, failure to protect. You have to protect your children from lies. Protect your children from harm, from injuries, from repercussions of making choices that they're not ready to fully understand the impact, short term and long term. Now, there's a reason why they say the law in most countries say that a child 
cannot make decisions for themselves until the age of maturity, which is 18 years old. In some places, 21 years old, depending on what it is. The reason why they're saying that is because they know, based on research and study, that the child doesn't have enough emotional and mental maturity before the age of 21 to make life-altering decisions. A child can't smoke until 18. They can't drink until 21 in the United States. Why is that? Because they know that that child lacks the emotional and mental maturity. They're going to make a decision to consume something such as drinking alcohol or smoking a cigarette that may have dangerous consequences to their health. They won't even allow a child to vote until they're 18. Why? Because they know that child doesn't really have the knowledge or life experience to really know who to choose to be their leader or who to choose to provide them with guidance. That child don't have that type of knowledge or life experience or understanding. So if the child can't do nothing until the age of 18 or 21, why is it that now we're allowing our children to make decisions that they want to be a boy? If they're a biological girl, or they want to be a girl if they're a biological boy. How is it that we're allowing them to make these decisions when we don't allow them to make very, very important decisions that we know that can have lasting effect? I mean, that's a big contradiction right there. A lot of people don't want to talk about this. A lot of, want, a lot of people want to act like, you know, these things don't exist. So if you're allowing your child to do things that you know that's going to cause them harm, short-term or long-term, you are guilty of failure to protect. It is your job and your duty to thoroughly investigate anything that your child chooses to engage in or, or want to engage in. It is your job to thoroughly investigate what that child is getting into before you allow them to get into it. But it seems to be now that the parents don't have any rights anymore. The government is taking over and telling parents, you have to let your child do this and you have to let your child do that. So what does that really say? That the parent have no control over their own children. That's what it's going to boil down to. And if parents don't stand up and say, hey, this is our children, we birthed them. We brought them to this world. We take care of them. We provide for them. And we have the right. We have the right to make decisions for them until they are adults and they can make their own decisions. If all the parents are being complacent, they're just allowing, you know, the, you know, the system, the government and, and special interest group to go ahead on and make decisions for their children. It's going to come a day where the parents are not going to have no say so at all. That's what's happening. The parents will have no say so at all. It is very scary, but this is part of toxic and dysfunctional parenting. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. They want to pretty it up and make it look good. No, children are children. Children are children. They don't have the maturity. They don't have the life experience. They don't have the knowledge or the understanding to make certain life decisions. That's the reason why parents are assigned to make life choices for them. They are not ready. They are not capable of making certain life choices. And for us to allow them to do that, 
is it is failure to protect on the part of the parent. It is failure to protect on the part of the government. If they allow, if they make laws to bypass parents' decision. If that's the case, they can go ahead on and just come pick up the children then and let them raise them. If the parents have no say-so. I mean, this is what it's going to come to. So parents, you need to wake up. All right. Maybe you think that you're being progressive. Maybe you think that you're being hip. You think that, hey, you know, I'm just with the crowd. This is politically correct now. But you got to think about the consequences because five years from now, your 10 year old is going to look at you and say, Mama, why did you let me do this? Your nine year old is going to look up to you two years from now and say, Mama, why didn't you stop me? Your 15 year old is going to look up to you. And say, Daddy, why did you let me do this? I didn't know no better. You're the parent. You're the adult. You're the one that that, that have the life experience. <clears throat> so we're going to go ahead and continue. I had to kind of expand upon that a little bit. Because we do have a lot of people who are engaging in, in, in failure to protect. And they don't understand that. They think that they're, they're, they're good parents. But in reality, they're not being good parents. Okay? They're not being good parents. And I'm not trying to demonize nobody, but that is the reality. As a parent, it is your duty to protect your children. You can't allow them to do whatever they want to do. Because you have to live with the consequences. Those children are your future. They will pass on your family legacy. They will continue your genetic legacy. And if those children are not allowed to do that, they're not allowed to create families. They're not allowed to grow up to be healthy then you're not going to have a future. And that is the reality. You're not going to have a future. And a lot of people don't think of it that way. When your children want to do things that are not natural, when they want to mutilate their bodies at a young age, they want to sterilize themselves, become infertile. That's your future. If all the children decide that they don't want to be parents in the future, the human race will cease to exist. That's something that we really have to look at. What, you know, where, where are we going to go with this? How far are we going to take this? When are we going to wake up and understand that the family is the foundation of any civilization? And if we don't have things in place to continue our family traditions and legacies, if we don't ensure that we have families, then we're not going to survive. We're not going to live. As a human race, we're going to die off. And that is the reality that a lot of people fail to understand. Because if you say it's okay for this group of people to do this, then it's okay for everybody else to do it. What happens when everybody starts doing it? What happens? We really have to think about the future. We really have to think about the future because what we're doing is that we're forcing children to take adult roles. We're depriving children of their childhood. That's exactly what we're doing. We are depriving them of their childhood. They're not supposed to be in the position to be making adult decisions. 
We are depriving children of their childhood, of their innocence. They're not supposed to be thinking about all this stuff at a certain age. All this stuff is is not even relevant for them to think about sexuality at a young age. For them to think about gender roles at a young age. For them to select what they want to do and what they want to be. That's a lot of responsibility for a child. So when we're doing all that, we're pretty much depriving children of their childhood. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that. We're making them mini adults. We're calling them women and men when they're technically still a child. We're calling them women and men when we allow them to make certain decisions. And they think that they're women and men. They think that they're adults and they're not. They're still girls and boys. We need to treat them accordingly. They're boys and girls. They're not women. They're not men. They cannot make adult decisions. That's not right. That is not right. We're forcing these children to adopt an adult mentality at a young age. We're forcing them to adopt a identity of an adult. When you put a child in the position, you're talking to them about certain subjects. They're children. Let them be children. Let them be children. Protect their innocence. Protect their childhood. So people won't invade that childhood, invade and violate that childhood. Because a lot of people are violating children's childhood by introducing all types of ideas and concepts to them that they're not mentally or emotionally ready to even think about or even entertain. We're forcing children into adulthood. We're depriving them of their childhood. That's something that's very serious. Now that is failure to protect. We're allowing children to make adult decisions. And they have to be the one to deal with the negative consequences in the future. They have to be the one to deal with the negative consequences in the future. I just wanted to reiterate that. Because a lot of these adults are making decisions for children right now. That children will later regret that were made. Alright. In many areas right now. A lot of parents are making decisions. For their children. That children will live to regret. Because the parents are irresponsible. They're reckless. They're toxic and dysfunctional. They're introducing their children to a lot of things that are not good. Introducing them to drugs and alcohol and sex and all kind of stuff. Violence, domestic violence. They're introducing their children to things that these kids have no business knowing at a young age. They have no business. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this part 
And definitely I'm going to have to do a part two because I have a whole lot more information to cover. When we talk about toxic parenting, there's a lot of information to cover. But I wanted to take time to really kind of touch on this, the failure to protect. Because a lot of parents, they may have good intentions and they really may want to help and love and nurture and guide their children. But they don't know that some of the things that they're doing or they're allowing their children to do is going to cause a lot of harm. It's going to destroy their children. It's going to traumatize them. It's going to damage them. And, you know, if they allow these things to happen or continue to happen, then they are failing to protect their children. And when their children grow up to be adults, they're going to hold them responsible. They're going to say, well, mom, why did you let this happen? Dad, why did you let this happen? Why did you let me make that decision? I was a kid. I was a child. I didn't know what I was doing. You should have been the one to act on my behalf to protect me. You should have been the one to stop it and not allow me to make a decision that you knew that I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I had no idea what are the short-term or long-term consequences. Children want to do a lot of things and they change their minds. They want to be a doctor today. Tomorrow they want to be, you know, a stunt person. Tomorrow they want to be a movie star. Tomorrow they want to be, you know, uh, they want to be a jokester. The next day they want to be a doctor. They change their minds all the time. So we cannot give in to children demand because they're not thinking about consequences. They're being a child. They're being a child. All right, we're going to stop right here and I will definitely pick up dysfunctional and toxic parents in the next episode. Thank you.